I want to know about the mindset of a champion. And this week I interviewed digital health leaders, the one and only Grace Vinton and Casey Kalpin. Thanks for having us, Bianca. Yes, this is a great opportunity. We're so happy to talk with you today. Thank you so much. Casey, could you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know you? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, those who know me on Twitter know that I'm Grace's BFF, but those who don't, um, <laughs> we are Twitter, Twitter BFFs, now the three of us are. So um, I am Casey Kalpin. I'm Vice President of Strategic Marketing for a company out of North Carolina, National Healthcare Technology Performance Improvement Company. Um, I've been there for about seven and a half years. I lead, um, I lead marketing for that company. I have about 30 people on my team who are stellar, hand-picked marketing and comms people um, and creatives. We're all creatives. Um, and so I'm super excited to be here. Like I said, I live in, like I think I said, I live in um, Charlotte, North Carolina, and I have two little ones, um, a three-year-old and a six-year-old. Amazing. Thank you, Casey. And Grace, what about yourself? Hi, yeah, my name is Grace Vinton. I'm a public relations and media relations executive for Amandola Communications out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I actually work remotely out of Connecticut, where my husband and I raise our family of five. So three little ones in tow here. Um, my real passion is to share life-saving innovations with the world. You know, I, I work with healthcare, healthcare technology, and life sciences companies. Um, and I love that it gives me the opportunity to be a small part of the life-saving process, um, to just make sure the right people are aware of the right sciences and the right technologies at the right time. So I kind of feel like a little bit of a PR superhero, <laughs> or so I like to think that. <laughs> definitely are. You both are. And you know, I've been following you both on Twitter. Um, you are definitely leaders in healthcare and in marketing and digital health. And it's wonderful to follow your work. Can I ask, what are some daily routines that you practice for overall wellness? I'll start with Grace. Sure, yeah. Well, every morning, uh, I love to go for a run. Um, it's, I think it's really helpful for my, both my physical and my mental health. Um, health. But I like to run on the road. Um, I also like to um, run through trails in the woods near my house. Um, and I feel like there's nothing in the world that can really beat those endorphins that you get. Um, from from running. Um, but then also in terms of food and diet when it comes to wellness, um, I kind of keep what I call an 80-20 diet. <laughs> so 80% of the time I eat healthy, um, but then 20% of the time I give myself room to eat, you know, foods that just make life fun. <laughs> so um, I think it's great to have a slice of pizza or cookie once in a while, but you know, for my overall wellness, I need to make 80% good, clean, healthy dietary choices to really be at my best. Um, and then also, you know, every night I love to do story time with my kids. Um, and I do kind of like a prayer slash gratitude exercise with them. Um, and as busy as things get as a, a busy marketing PR person, um, I feel that like having really good dedicated time with them every night helps me be my best me, which I think really overhances my overall wellness too. Oh, that's wonderful. I, and I agree with you about story time. That definitely, it definitely boosts my energy as a mom as well. Um, Casey, what about yourself? Grace, I just learned so much from you. I'm taking notes. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, story time is the best. Uh, 
my daughter has a, um, a little book about, you know, kind of female warriors. And one of them, um, one of the stories is about, is, is about the, the late great RBG. So, um, she loves to read that story, I think probably because she knows that I do. Um, but anyway, I am a huge Peloton geek. Um, you can not only find me doing it in, in the morning, but often sometimes when I'm on conference calls, I've got a little desk I can put on it. Um, so if I'm ever tweeting either of you, I may be on my Peloton as well. Um, and I totally agree with the 80-20 rule. Um, I do a lot of smoothies, um, especially because I'm really bad at forgetting to nourish myself throughout the day if it isn't caffeine. Um, so I'll try to really get very, very nutritious smoothies. And I just try to balance. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer, ladies, in uh, you can't really rush the creative process. And so um, if yep. I'm at my desk and have writer's block, I take a walk. I encourage my team to do the same thing. Sometimes I'm inspired at night, in the middle of the night. Sometimes I'm inspired very early in the morning and at odd times. But I just, I really try to keep balanced um, and try to do so in a way where, you know, my kids see me doing that as well because it's super important for them in this crazy environment too. So yes, all of those things and totally inspired by your ideas too. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. Um, do you have any tips for those committed to improving their lives with healthy habits and routines, but maybe they're unsure of where to start? You know, they just don't know how to, to get started. Casey, what would you suggest? So I, um, you know, you've got to listen to your body. I have a pretty big problem of like, not really understanding how much stress I'm under until it physically manifests. I don't know if you ladies have ever gone through anything like that, like yeah, losing your hair. Yes, most or, definitely. Right. Um, and so you really, I would just say, please be good to yourself and listen to your body. Um, the other thing that I, that I might say, uh, you know, it seems so silly, but meditation is so incredibly helpful. It's hard to mm -hmm. think you can't find five to 15 minutes um, a day, but it makes such a world of difference. Um, and then I heard a female speaker once, I'm blanking on her name, but she gave the greatest advice that I thought was kind of crazy when I heard it, but it actually works about just getting out of bed in the morning. Um, and she says, you know, when you hear your alarm or whatever it is, if the sun's peeking through your window, just count backwards, five, four, three, two, one. And when you reach one, just get up, just get up out of bed and start your day. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and it sounds so silly, but it really does work if you just get up with a fresh perspective and um, you know, try not to, to um, forget about the day in front of you and just kind of put one foot in front of the other. So that would be, I guess, my core pieces of advice. Yeah, Casey, I love that just like get out of bed meant idea too, because like in the military, you know, that's one of the reasons they have you make your bed in the morning, because it means the first thing that you do is a productive thing. Mm. I think that's so cool. You know, that I love whole that. idea that you set a goal, you do the goal, and you master the goal within five minutes of waking up. They say the first thing you do, just make your bed. And it's amazing how that could be like one healthy habit that you start 
um, when you don't know where to start. And then also kind of, you know, another idea would be to just drink a glass of water, you know, make your bed, drink a glass of water. It's, you know, it's the simple things like that, that it's small, but those small habits, they add up. And, you know, that whole kind of idea of the 80-20 thing, I think it has to do, it also applies to working out, you know, eating right, et cetera. But I think, you know, just making more good choices than bad choices, I feel like is, is, is a great way to, to just have overall wellness. You know, <laughs> it seems so yeah, simple. Absolutely. So yes. true. Just make a few more good choices than bad choices. <laughs> it's all about balance. balance. That's right. Great tips. Do you have any particular strategies that have helped you manage and work through really difficult times? I'll start with you, Grace. Yeah, I think this question really hits um, close to home because there have definitely been seasons in my professional and career where kids have been really sick and in the ER or I've been really sick and in the ER. Um, and it's, it's just challenging to move forward, you know, and I think those seasons are really interesting, specifically because of the industry that we're in, you know, being a patient gives you so much gratitude for the healthcare professionals and technologies that are saving lives every day. Um, but I think in many ways, these difficult seasons fueled my desire to, to do the work that I, I do each day. Um, And I just feel like I wanted everyone to know about these innovations, you know, to help make these processes more efficient, more patient focused, so that their experience is even better than mine was. Not to say that my experiences were poor, but definitely I I want them to have the best experience possible too. Um, But yeah, that being said, I had some great advice from a client of mine um, in a very busy, hard season of my life. And she said, you know, just keep doing the Charleston. Charleston. You know, it's just a dance where you put your foot one in front of the other in a kind of a unique way. Um, But the whole idea is to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Um, And I loved that because sometimes when you're in a difficult season in your career and your life, you just got to focus on one step at a time. Um, You know, and I find with work in particular in those times, you know, I focus first on my timely tasks, like those tasks that have a deadline. You have to get done right away. Um, And then your priority tasks, you know, those things you have to get done. Um, And then you can focus on your long-term strategic tasks and having that order in mind, you know, timely, you know, then priority and then long-term, I feel like can really help you take that one step at a time when you're in a difficult season and you're working through, you know, hard things. Yeah, I love that. You know, one step at a time. It's really important. And to to prioritize your tasks and to make sure that you're clear on what they are. And um, But yeah, going back to that one step at a time, it's really important. Casey, what about yourself? I love that, Grace. I tell my, um, I tell my kids all the time, just keep swimming. I don't know if you guys have ever heard yes, that. Yes, from, from Dory from Nemo. Yes. I love that. <laughs> yes. We say that all the time because it's like you just almost even don't even know what the destination is, but we're so tired and tired of each other, frankly, because we've been (laughs) on lockdown for so long. Just keep swimming. Um, You know, I tell my team members all the time to just give yourself and each other some grace. Um, You know, assume everyone is, is coming at things from neutral intention and not the wrong intention, preferably the positive intention. Um, And then, you know, what, 
actually happens to always help me is to do something kind for others. Um, so an example, you know, Grace is, was talking a lot about healthcare providers and what, um, you know, all of them are going through. We're sitting here potentially complaining about like not getting our families together for the holidays or, you know, I just mm-hmm. have complained a few times about being stuck in my house with all of my children whom I love very much. But there are people who have, um, you know, literally scars on their face from wearing protective equipment and have been working around the clock. And so if you can find it in your heart to give, do something nice for someone else when you feel like you don't have um, anything left to give, sometimes it just motivates you all that much more and realizes, you know, makes you realize how, how good you have it um, and takes the focus off of, you know, what you're dealing with. So that's, that's worked for me, especially in this current um, COVID environment. Oh, absolutely. Such good tips. And you know, a big shout out to all of the health professionals listening in, all the frontline sure. workers at the moment and how much we, we really appreciate and value you. Um, my next question is, what does being a champion mean to you? I'll start with Casey. Oh, wow. Okay. What does being a champion mean to me? You know, when I think of the word champion, I think of like Rocky, you know, and like... <laughs> Yes. Um, I think of winners, right? I think of winners and losers um, on the surface. But I read a quote recently that said, um, champions believe in themselves even when no one else does. And I think that's really critically important. As I change a lot in advance in my career, um, one thing I often tell young or emerging leaders is that it's lonely at the top. And that means that, you know, everyone who you thought was on your side and you thought was supporting you, um, maybe they don't think of you the same way anymore because you're their boss, or maybe they disagree, or, you know, you're not ever going to get everyone on the same page. And so to me, following your authentic self and, um, you know, really believing in yourself, maybe even when others don't, um, and failing along the way. I practice, my team practices agile marketing, which means we break down the work and we go to market fast so that we can fail and learn from our mistakes and then refine before, um, you know, it's too late. And so um, being a champion to me is very iterative. It can be just being the champion of the moment or the champion of the day, but um, you've really got to be true to yourself and authentic in what you're doing and set attainable goals and reward yourself along the way. That's so important. I really love what you said there about being a champion. Um, you know, that's that's true. When we think of a champion, we think of, of someone who has maybe won some Olympic medals or, um, you know, they've won some prizes, they're number one, um, you know, they're the winner. Um, but when I think of a champion, I think of someone who is really, um, you know, good to themselves, looks after um, their wellness, their mindset, and, um, and all of the things that you've mentioned. It's so important. Grace, what about yourself? What does being a champion mean to you? Yeah, so I, when I think of being a champion, you know, I think of being a champion, and then I also think of building a champion. Um, so a champion to me is someone that can return to joy quickly. Um, and, you know, what does that mean? You know, there's always going to be days or hours or moments that are going to get you down. And a champion, you know, kind of like Casey was saying, they know their worth, they know the truth of the situation, 
the truth of who they are, and they can take the challenge straight on. So this person can quickly process a disappointing situation, feel their feelings about it. It's not ignoring those feelings, not stuffing it in, <laughs> it's feeling them, and then moving forward with actionable next steps and doing so in joy without getting stuck in the weeds. And I think it's very common for, for people who are not champions to just get stuck in the weeds, let the one bad thing get them down. Kind of like Casey was saying with agile marketing, you know, instead of learning from those, you know, failures or from the things that don't quite work out, you know, they just, they let it, let themselves stay in the weeds. Um, so being a champion is returning to joy quickly. And then I also feel like building a champion is really important too. Um, and in my line of work with public relations, being a public relations executive, um, I find that um, people who are excited about what you're doing um, and are excited and are willing to kind of publicly talk about what you're doing um, and cheering you onto the next level, that's like building a champion. You know what I mean? That's like having someone be a champion for what you're a champion for, if that makes sense. Um, and I feel like, you know, real champ champions not only return to joy quickly, um, but they also build other champions to like live life with and to, to do this hard stuff with. I love that. Wow, that is, that is amazing. And um, just some really amazing points for us to reflect on and think about. And I agree with you. I really agree with both of you, Casey and Grace, in terms of what, what you define as a champion. Can I ask you, what do you have uh, as some tips or advice for those interested in pursuing a career in healthcare marketing? Grace, I'll start with you. I'd say, you know, learn the market, dive into the policies and regulations that are impacting the market and stay on top of it, you know, um, memorize your audiences with fervor, you know, know their pain points, uh, put yourself in the shoes of the providers, the patients, the innovators, every sector that will be impacted by what you're marketing. And I find that many of these fantastic healthcare publications, newsletters that are out there can really help do that for you, can give you a place for you to learn all of those things. Um, I'll name a few just because I want to give a shout out to my buddies. Healthcare IT News, you know, Becker's, Healthcare Innovation, Fierce, um, Healthcare IT Today, I'm sure you guys see John Lynn on Twitter, um, HIT Consultant, Dot Med, Health Leaders, Physicians Practice, there's a ton of MGH Life Sciences publications, um, Extelligent Media. Now, these are all great places to start. Go onto their websites, um, sign up for their newsletters. Um, and then also other ways to dive in, you know, is, is to listen to podcasts. Pharmacy Podcast Network has a great um, set of podcasts that you can listen to to help you dive in. Healthcare Now Radio, a great, fantastic podcast option to keep you in the know. And like this podcast that we're literally talking on right now. <laughs> You know, yes. you like have to dive in, listen to the information, read the information. Um, and I feel like the best thing a healthcare marketer can possibly understand is that at the end of the day, everything, everything comes down to saving lives. It's not about making dollars. It's about saving lives. And I feel like the best healthcare marketers out there plan accordingly to that. Wonderful tips there. Thank you so much. Any other advice? 
Yeah, Grace, I love, I love everything you just said. I mean, just some other favorites to add to your long and awesome list. Certainly healthcare IT today, like you said, I love stat. I think it's incredibly edgy yes. pub. Um, learn a ton about the life sciences industry from that, um, from that pub. And then some influencers like John Nasta and Gil Bash are amazing. Um, John Lynn, like you said, just follow influencers on Twitter. They're going to share um, the best. And you're a wonderful influencer on Twitter, Grace. They're going to share the best. Twitter BFF for life. You both are really wonderful to follow on Twitter. If you're not following Grace and Casey, they are, you know, you have to follow them. Must follows. Um, they share some really uh great posts and um you know really active and engaging with all of the top influencers in healthcare and health IT. Uh, ladies, where can our listeners learn more about you and your work? Casey, I'll start with you. Um, certainly Twitter. Um, LinkedIn I'm very active on as well. Um, and you know my email address if you want to private message me on um, on Twitter, I'd be more than happy to share my email address. And I spend, I probably have coffee, virtual coffee with someone new every day of the week. So I'd love to meet you and hear your story. I think Grace nailed it. Um, you know, know your audience and tell a story. I never interview someone for a healthcare marketing or health, any sort of healthcare job without asking them about their own journey with healthcare. Um, and what their story is, um, because we are, no matter if you're a publicly traded, you know, large company like the one I work for, we are all very mission oriented. Um, and so I would love to hear your story if you are willing to put yourself out there and personally connect. Thank you. And Grace, what about yourself? Yep. Uh, you can uh, check me out on LinkedIn, Grace Finton. I'm also on the Amandola Communications website, which is acmarketingpr.com. Um, and then you can also check me out on Twitter, which is H-I-T-E-A with Grace, because I give the honest T about H-I-T on there. I don't know if you guys got that why I said T <laughs> in my H-I-T with Grace uh, handle. Um, but anyway, I also, like Casey, always love connecting with new people who are passionate about the healthcare industry. Um, and I'd love to talk healthcare stuff with you, policies, regulations, new technologies, innovation, or even just talk family stuff with you too. Uh, I'd be happy to connect. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for having us on here, uh, Bianca. This thank, has been you. Awesome. thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for your tips. For, the, for our listeners and um, I always feel like we're kind of a, not a band as such but a little we've got a little group going on here where we'll, uh, we've all connected by Twitter and um, this has brought us together so for those out there who are looking for um, people to connect with you know go for it go into Twitter go into LinkedIn and just take that first step you will meet potentially some some great people you just have to be open to to the experience and um, like I said on my podcast last week you just have to kind of consider the different information sources and you'll take what you take and you'll leave what you leave but um, just you know take that first step of engaging with people and and go from there one step at a time ladies thank you so much again and have a great night thank you okay Thanks. Bye. Well, that wraps up my interview. 
with two very inspiring women, Grace and Casey, true leaders in the field of digital health. Thank you everyone for listening and I'll speak to you next time on the Voice of Law podcast.